Well, hello there. My name is Priyash Raman, the host of the Your Trainee Program podcast. The Your Trainee Program podcast is all about making personal development accessible for you. So don't forget to subscribe on yourtraineeprogram.com and receive the free Effective Conversations Cheat Sheet, which will give you some tools to manage every conversation your way. And as you might have seen, we're also on Spotify now. Yay! Just to make things more easy for you. And if you like this podcast and it helps you in any kind of way, please leave a rating behind on Spotify as it will really help us spread the word. In our latest episode, episode 14, we talked with Sandra, Sandra McKnight. She told us how we can use our voice as a powerful instrument. And well, it was a really beautiful conversation and I recommend to you to listen to it because everybody has a voice and everybody should learn how to use it in a strong, powerful way. Well, Sandra McKnight tells us how to do that. And you can find Sandra McKnight on voicepowerstudios.com. I repeat, voicepowerstudios.com. So today it's just me and I want to talk to you about getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. That might not sound very comforting, but I will tell you why you need to face uncomfortable situations and what it is going to bring to you. So uncomfortable situations. So in our lives and in our career, we usually hear about the comfort zone. So what actually is the comfort zone? Well, the comfort zone is a place where you are in control, where you know how things work and which is familiar to you. Of course, the comfort zone is a personal space, right? What feels comfortable to me doesn't have to be comfortable to you. And if we take this really literally, if we look at pillows, for example, and we have just bought a new one. Me and my fiance really like different kind of pillows. So the one I choose is really comfortable to me. But when I use hers, oh God, it feels like I have laid my head on a rock. Probably for me, a rock would have worked better. But to her, she loves it. It really works for her night sleep. But for me, not that much. And it also works like this in our career and with comfort zones in our careers. Everyone's comfort zone is different and depends on the situation and on a person's past experiences. And that's completely fine and normal. I know the feeling of wanting to compete with someone else and it feels like the other person is ahead of me. And I think you just have to try to let that go. I heard this a couple of times and the other person is not your competition. Your competition is you. You right now or you yesterday, try to beat yourself and become a little bit better than you were before. I think it was Pat Flynn where I heard this phrase before, but you, you, uh, another person is not your competition. Just try to be better than you were before. And that means that you will progress as a person and will get better at what you are trying to reach. And I think that is what it's all about. So back to the comfort zone. So when we have to do something for the first time, like bringing bad news in your career as a manager or talking to a senior manager or trying to attach an intravenous trip, that is, of course, when you're a doctor or a nurse or something else. 
please don't do this if you're not a nurse or a doctor. But you get the point. You're going to do something which is new to you. You can probably remember that it was a little scary when you did something for the first time. But you have probably done this a couple times before in your life, probably often. And you have overrun yourself and learned something new. And that is exactly where the line of the comfort zone stopped and you stepped out of it. You were dancing on the border of the zone. Or you might have overstepped it and came at a certain place which was really out of your comfort zone. And I know from my own experiences that can be a little bit scary. And you have to see for yourself if you want to just dive in the deep or you want to try to take it step by step. And it doesn't matter. I want you to think of a situation for a couple of seconds, a moment when you have that specific feeling, like it was a little scary, you might have panicked a little, think about it. So what did it feel like? And if you look back from today, how do you perceive the emotion which you were thinking about earlier? Now, today. And if you still are doing that thing, let's say a certain task like bringing bad news uh, in a conversation, like I mentioned earlier, like maybe like a manager or like a project manager or whatever. What is your feeling to the task now compared to when you did it, you had to do to complete the task for the first time? Well, probably it doesn't arouse you as much as it did back then when you had to do it for the first time. So what actually happens there? You learn something. Learning is a complex thing and I will not get into learning styles here because that's also a very different subject and it's also different for everybody uh, how they learn best. And if you want to learn more about learning styles, let me know. I might make an episode about it. But once you did something for the first time and you had to repeat something more often, you learn. So what is actually the relation between learning and the comfort zone, or actually learning and stepping outside your comfort zone. Remember what I said about the comfort zone. You know how it works, it's clear, you are in control, it's your zone. When you dare to cross the boundaries which you set for yourself, because they are your own boundaries, you will be able to face something new. And when you do something new, you learn something. It's that easy. And the more often you are crossing that border, you will probably get better at it. And it will extend your borders. Your comfort zone will grow. At least when you pay close attention, use the feedback which people give to you or you give yourself. And I also hope that others are providing you feedback. That will cause you to get better at certain things. And why is it important to use feedback? Because you can only perceive the actions of yourself in a certain way. And it's also very important, at least to me, to check how others perceive my actions. Because I can have a certain opinion about my actions. But if they are not perceived the way I intended it to be, then I will be helped by having feedback from other people who have different perceptions so I can put that in my learning and create something better of it and I'm not saying that this is an easy thing to do because your brain can really set up boundaries for which you take a long time to understand 
and can be challenging to break. They are mental boundaries. But if you are willing to observe yourself and of course to try, to try to give yourself the room to fail, you will be able to step outside your comfort zone and to make it a larger zone. And trying is also of essence here. I also attended a, a course of Ben Tichelaar. Ben Tichelaar is a, I, I think he's a world famous uh, expert. Uh, and he, his subject is behavioral change in companies. And he said that when you are trying to, to change behavior or organizational behavior, people are usually often skeptical. Because the, uh, the, the situation which is there now, they're used to it, to it they know the situation, and uh, yeah, the trust level is very high about a certain situation wh- which they are facing right now. If you are going to another situation, you want to change something either in your behavior or in the organization, uh, and you will fail. People, the, the trust level of people will, fa- will fall really fast. And what Ben said, that's normal. That's okay. And you have to give yourself the room to fail. And you also have to, to, uh, to talk to that with your people uh, about that failure because that's normal. And I had to think about a certain situation which we probably, like maybe 99, I hope more uh, people, nine, more than 99% of people listening uh, faced that situation when you were a kid and probably i'm not sure at which age but like one one and a half you start walking and when you start walking uh, like a, a, an infant a baby actually you try to hold yourself against tables walls chairs and you try to take the first step and i have never ever seen a baby which just randomly stand stood up and started walking all at in one time no first you fall you stumble you try again and i want you to think of that that learning curve when you are going to try to do new things because if you want to learn something it means that you're trying something which is new to you you don't have to know exactly how it works you don't have to do it right in the first time if it works in the first time that's great but if it doesn't work in the first time, don't beat up yourself. You have to calculate the margin in for errors. And that is really important in trying. So back to, uh, back to our story about trying. Uh, trying is really of, es- es- of essence. Because like I said, your brain will do its best to keep you from trying. One of the primary functions actually of your brain is to keep you safe. Literally. Like... 2,000 years ago or more, when people faced a tiger or another dangerous animal in the wild, the decision in your brain to fight or to flight was made in a split second. Because the brain knows that safety comes first. If you're facing a tiger, he looks hungry, your brain is not going to take the risk to get eaten. So what then is the link with being uncomfortable? Nobody wants to be uncomfortable. It's, it's not that I wake up and think, well, honey, I'm going to work today. I'm going to be uncomfortable. No, I know that uncomfortability is a stage which I'm not where I don't want to be. Your brain will put in all the effort for you not to get harmed, like I said. 
chances are small that you're going to face a tiger. I mean, I don't know where you live, but here in the Netherlands, we don't have tigers in the wild. We have them in the zoos, but right, they're caged and, well, you know what I mean. But what about emotional harm? The brain doesn't want you to get emotionally harmed. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't make a distinct in emotional or really seriously getting injured. It wants to keep you safe and also emotionally unharmed. But if you cannot get a grip of that trigger, you will probably stay at home in your bed with your blankie because it probably feels and probably is safe right there. Sure, I'm overreacting a bit, but you know what I mean. You have to try to find the borders of your personal comfort zone. Because if you don't, it will cause you not to grow as a person. And probably you will face some situations which you cannot control, which force you to grow. But that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about proactively looking for those borders and searching and trying to grow for yourself. And like I said, trying is a major part of this. And so is failing, like I said earlier. It's very easy for your brain to say, you see, you tried it once, it didn't work, don't do it again, you'll get harmed. But think about this. I assume that you know how to ride a bicycle. Strong assumption, I know. I live in the Netherlands and everybody is on a bicycle. I think when people are born... They just know how to ride a bicycle. I, I'm not, I don't know what it is here in the Netherlands, but it's like that. Just take it from me. Who of you guys drove a bicycle the first time and succeeded immediately to drive it without falling over? Think about, uh, think about what I said earlier about walking. It's also that with driving a bicycle, with driving a car, whatever. I remember when I learned how to ride a bicycle. I hated it. My dad bought me this sporty blue mountain bike and it looked amazing. Looked. It looked amazing. But as I was a little bit too short, I couldn't ride it properly. But I tried because it looked amazing. And I fell like a hundred times. And the more I fell, the more I hated trying to ride a bicycle. And I remember that I landed a small bicycle of one of my friends. And my mom and my aunt pushed me around and they pushed me around literally and figuratively and all of a sudden it started to catch i know it like it's yesterday it's probably like 25 years ago maybe a little more but i i remember it like it was yesterday the feeling about succeeding the feeling that i could do it on my own and i was really 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 proud and this learns an uh, this learns us an important lesson about trying you have to give yourself some grace Give yourself the opportunity to fail. It is okay if something doesn't work immediately at the first try. But if you don't and you give up, chances are that you stop right in front of that turning point where stuff starts to catch like uh, the hundred times I fell and suddenly I could drive a bicycle. And you will do stuff with ease then. So that is why I, that, that's why I want you to get comfortable with uncomfortable situations. I want to think I want you to think of a simple task which you can complete today. And also start small. It's about learning, it's about trying. When I learned how to drive a bicycle, I didn't have to drive 43 kilometers at the first time, right? 
I hope you didn't either, because that seems really harsh. So, think about something small. Maybe you're shy, and you're having a hard time to make a connection, maybe with your colleagues. Please don't go at your colleagues and try to tell them the story of your life. Because if you are shy and that's really a hurdle for you to talk to people, that will scare the shit out of you. Because I will tell you, your brain will freak out and will do anything to stop that from happening. And where will you be then? Right, in your comfort zone, where you started. So that's not the point of this at all. But what about saying a simple good morning while you look your colleagues in the face and tell them, hey, good morning. That seems doable, right? Well, try it and expand later because this is the best way to challenge yourself. Start small so you have some room for error and then build on that later. And you will see suddenly this will catch and this will be more easily. The more you try, the more you fail, the better you will, your brain will pick up the signals of feedback and how better you will be at it. And I'm very curious, what did uncomfortable situations bring you? So when you have tried this little experiment, please contact me, leave it in the notes or send me a direct email because I really want to know what it brought you. I'd love to hear that. I also want to hear what your best tips are for dealing with those situations and how you are growing as a person and how you are learning. And actually, that was it for today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I'd love to hear from you what your what your best tips are for learning and trying and facing uncomfortable situations. I love to hear it. And if this is your first time here or you just haven't subscribed yet, don't forget to subscribe for the podcast. And again, if you like the podcast and it helps you, it would really help me and I hope maybe even the rest of the world if you leave us a star rating on Spotify. It's really easy. Just go to the screen of the Your Training Program podcast, click on a star rating, and that would really give me some feedback, talking about feedback, to improve my show and help try to help you better. And that was it for today. I want to thank you for listening and I wish you a pleasant, productive working week. Cheers! <laughs>